This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider visiting my website at josephscrimshaw.com. From there, you can sign up for my fan list, find out about upcoming shows, and look at a picture of me dressed as a squirrel. Plus, you can also buy my book, Comedy of Doom. People are saying things like, Comedy of Doom by Joseph Scrimshaw, a book that will get you laid and prevent you from dying. (laughs) And of course, Comedy of Doom? Jesus Christ! Holy fuck! You can also purchase my comedy album, Verbing the Noun. People are saying things like, Verbing the Noun made me feel strange, but also good. And, Also, I understand that most commercials rely on sex to sell things, so here are some sex noises. Oh, 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 oh my god. Okay, Okay, baby, I'm coming. All right, okay. Get off my hair! Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Thanks again, and enjoy Obsessed. Thank you. Thank you all very much for coming to Obsessed. This is a special episode we're recording at ConnectCon in Connecticut, and it is a convention that, as far as I can tell, is absolutely full of cat ears. It is a cat ear-heavy yes. convention, which is lovely. Connect, uh, connect a cat ear con. Connect a cat ear con. <laughs> mm. uh, my guests are Mr. Paul and Storm. Hello. Hello. So uh, for anybody listening to the podcast, or indeed in this room, who for some reason doesn't know who you guys are? Could you could you tell us? We are a music and comedy duo. We not have, necessarily in that order, or at the same time. And we have been <laughs> performing together since uh, for for a long time. We are on uh, the nerd circuit to some degree. Uh, we're on the general circuit to another degree, and we sing songs about <laughs> puppies, love, and puppies and kittens and every good thing. <laughs> and cat ears. Do you have any songs that reference cat ears? They're all basically about they, cat it's ears. It's implied. <laughs> all, all songs imply cat ear content. <laughs> uh, so the topics that I uh, asked Paul and Storm, I asked them to give me uh, topics that they were obsessed with, and Paul said Avatar, not the movie. Thank you. <laughs> he made that very clear. The television show Avatar, Avatar the last, the last Airbender, Airbender. yeah. And uh, Storm gave me a long list of very intellectual and interesting things. I have a lot of obsessions. That's the tip of the iceberg, my friend. Storm's Storm's obsessions are being obsessed about things. He's perfect for this podcast. Uh, He told me maps, civil war, and some of their eastern battlefields, architectural landscaping, city planning, or classic video games. Those are some. Those were the ones off the top of my head. Wow! So I'm going to go with classic video games. Good. I like that one a lot. We're going to focus on classic video games. So uh, starting with you, Paul, can you just tell us for anybody who doesn't know Avatar: The Last Airbender exactly what it is? Oh man, it's so many things to all people. <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender is a cartoon series that was on Nickelodeon. Uh, there were three seasons of it, and. Uh, it's about God. How do I encapsulate what it's about? It's about this. Uh, cat ears. It, it 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 exists in a world where there is this sort of magical. It, it's it's a semi medieval world, but there also exists this kind of magical ability of some people called bending, where some people can control different elements. Some right. people can bend water, bend fire, bend earth, or bend air. 
Uh, so, Storm, what are when you say classic video games, what exactly do you mean? What are your favorite classic video games that you obsessed on? Uh, well, for a period uh, from when Pong came out until I went to college, I was obsessed with both um, arcade games, stand-up arcade games, um, mostly Atari 2600. Um, I would even... I count those as, like, the video games, also gaming on Commodore 64. So the games that came out in that era when they were they were constrained by technical, um, what they could do technically, and trying to figure out what the heck they could do. Did it extend to, like, uh, the first NES, the first Nintendo home system? That That was really my cutoff. I did play some NES, but that, for me, is one of those great cultural dividing lines. Mm-hmm. Not a huge one, like... I'm obsessed with the idea of Pokemon being one of the great cultural dividing lines. <laughs> Another one that, being the Goonies. Yes. Well, that was a minor one. That's a minor fault line. <laughs> like Pokemon, <laughs> that is the San Andreas fault of yeah. cultural lines. You brought it back to fucking maps somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my mind works, man. So, um, What yeah. about Transformers? Would you consider that a major or a minor... Fault line. Minor fault line. Really? It's not like yeah. It's not like everybody. Okay, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has to be a major fault line. No. That's a minor fault line. Really? The no. thing is, I I believe from observing as an outsider who is old old man <laughs> that if you don't at least know the basics of Pokemon and you're in that age group where it was part of you, you it would be very strange. Yes. If you didn't know a lot about Transformers, not that big a deal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not a big deal. Um, but to not know at least the basics, the rudimentary. Yeah. So what, was Pong your favorite? Did you have a favorite of the arcade games you played? Uh, well, okay. You have to divide it into console and Do you have to? You have to. (laughs) (laughs) One must. Believe me, the the, the van rides that we have spent discussing (laughs) this topic, because I I share a certain degree of this obsession. The the Guild of Obsessed Video Gamers says you have to divide it. Okay, so home versus arcade. Yeah, and there's reasons for that. Oh, of course, of course. Because absolutely the place you would want to be would be at the arcade, because at the time that technology was light years ahead of what you could have at home. Right. That's no longer the case. No. Not at all. Um, so, so what was your favorite arcade? Uh, favorite arcade. Gosh. I'm going to go, because it depends on era, right? <laughs> yes. How deep down the yeah. rabbit hole do you want to go? Remember the name of the podcast. Do you just want the name of the game? Is that what you're aiming for? For now, yeah, sure. Right. I'm gonna <laughs> go with, a starter. I'm, I'm going to go with the first Star Wars stand-up um, video. Oh, the okay. vector. The vector graphic. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. So by applause, are people familiar with the game that Storm is speaking of? <laughs> a smattering. A smattering. So a fault line game, perhaps. Uh, and then what was the home video game favorite? Uh, I, I would go with, uh, that is really tough. Adventure? Either Adventure or Pitfall. But I'm going to go with Adventure. Okay, because so it was the first one to have an Easter egg in it. Really? Yes. What uh, was the Easter egg? The Easter egg was a, is a message saying about who the dude was that programmed it. <laughs> Which used to be something that was mystical. It was like, the computer has created a game for your pleasure. And this guy actually hid his name in the screen. And you had to find this invisible dot and move it from here to there and get into the magic dungeon. And you got to see his name. Awesome. And did, when, when you did that, did you feel it was worth it? Or oh, was yeah. it like, I just got a guy's fucking name? <laughs> well, no, because it was... You, that's the thing with especially the older video games. You always imagine that if you played it long enough, if you went through enough levels, eventually 
like the cloud would come out, you know, like something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'd imagine that. I'm just, I, I use yeah. that as a proxy for something extraordinary. And what is more extraordinary than clouds? It was kind yeah. of like, uh, speaking of arcade console games, if anyone's played the game Battlezone, mm-hmm. where you're driving a tank, and it was always the rumor uh, in Battlezone that if you drove far enough and long enough, you would eventually reach the distant mountains. Where the clowns live. Where the clowns live. <laughs> no, and maybe you'd see a guy's name. Right. Yeah. Written on the mountain. The but guy it's because who made of the, the monotony, you know, that all they had were, were dots and lines. Right. That something changed. Something was different. Something that you felt like was a secret. And it was before they published these great tomes. Right. Of, oh, here are the, the secret secrets that we have published. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, so I have some specific questions for both of you guys. Okay. You ready? Right. So, uh, Paul, you explained kind of the, the bending. If yes. you could bend something, what would you bend? Uh, do you, am I limited just to the four elements? No, uh, you can go crazy. I would probably <laughs> bend... Bacon. No, I would not bend bacon, although that's not a bad idea. I would probably bend root beer. <laughs> uh, specifically, I would have the power to create root beer where there previously was none. And would you mm-hmm. use it simply to drink root beer? Yeah. Or <laughs> provide yeah, root beer much. to others. Uh, yeah, I would yeah, not just for myself. I would be I would be, you know, magnanimous with my powers. Like, if anyone else wanted no a root, root beer, beer for you. <laughs> yeah. You're a benevolent I root beer. I would choose who would get root beer and who would not, certainly, but And uh, would you would you use root beer as a means to attack another human being? To the extent they are afraid of root beer or <laughs> afa- fearful of getting sticky, maybe. But I mean a root beer flood, you could do a lot of damage. Yeah, with that, I sure. suppose I had not thought it through whether I would master the power yeah. enough. Now you really want to bend. Yeah, root now, beer. yeah, now I seriously want to bend. Root would beer. you just take out Louisiana with some root beer? <laughs> <laughs> just in some low lying area, Florida, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I would mostly just be. I would. I would be a human root beer tap. That would. <laughs> I think that would get really tiresome. Wouldn't it? Uh, fine, have some root beer. So would the root beer come out of your body, or would you be able to summon it? I don't know. In if we're. <laughs> If we're keep, in keeping with the uh, the laws of, of the series, it's a little bit funky because in in many cases you can only control a thing that's already there. Like you can't the waterbenders can't make water appear; right. they can just control it. However, firebenders can essentially create fire. That's not fair. Um, but I, I like to think of it as they are somehow controlling the, the sort of chemical reactions of molecules or what have you. So it's not like fire is just sort of generating okay. out of their body. They're just controlling. So if there were not oxygen, the, they could not produce So fire. basically, I would, I would say that I could create the proper chemical reaction from whatever is <laughs> molecules are around me in the air. Because all, all air is, is, you know, it's all the basic particles. It's, it's, it's all the beer basic, in it. Yeah, it's all the, yeah, walking through root beer at all, all times. Yeah, all air is like 2% root beer, and right. you're just sort of condensing it all. Into I kind of like the idea that you wouldn't be able to do that, and then you would be like an action hero who uses root beer, and you would have <laughs> right. to like run from restaurant That's to right. restaurant I would just have to, constantly to see run if they into have the... root beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I can't fight at McDonald's. They don't have root beer. We have birch beer. Ah, it doesn't count. Damn it. Oh, ginger beer, no. Doesn't count. Excellent. You do not have that power. Uh, Storm, if you could sort of like live inside any classic video game, if you were like transported there, what, what video game would you want to live in? Um, most of them would be pretty horrible places yeah. to live in. They were, were violent and random. Um, they I w- were not forgiving. If, if I could flip it around uh-huh. and say the one where I would, I would just be like, forget this, uh-huh. it would be Robotron. <laughs> Oh, tell me, I don't know Robotron. Robotron is a game where the premise is that the robots have taken over the world and they want to kill all the people. <laughs> they achieve this by equipping the people, equipping the people, 
uh, with the inability to speak for short stretches. They equip people with two joysticks, one which moves you in a direction and one which fires at the robots which are swarming all around you in basically what is equivalent to like a dodgeball field. Okay. <laughs> and then they start firing at you and then they start speeding at you and you die. So you would not want to be transported into a robotic world of constant dodgeball. <laughs> uh, crazy? Crazy? I wouldn't want <laughs> I that. Understandable. Understandable. Or where the walls are made out of death, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's no fun. That's no fun. Uh, so, Paul, uh, Avatar, it seems like it's a very spiritual show that it, it touches it is. Into, the, yeah. into the actual sort of spiritual. So how, how is your life different spiritually because you watched <laughs> Avatar, The Last Airbender? <laughs> Uh, hmm, that is an interesting question. I don't know that the show itself has influenced me spiritually per se. It has certainly reinforced numerous beliefs I have generally held as far as tolerance of others and mm-hmm. and, and working with people. You know, I, it, it, uh, it reinforces the person I like to think that I am, whether or not I actually am, whether I can, can rise to that level, I don't know, but... Has there been like a, a moment in your life where you're like struggling to do the right thing, and then you think of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and it just it pushes you over the edge to the side of good? What would Aang do? Um, <laughs> that is a good question. I don't know that it's ever had that degree of specificity for me, unfortunately. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe I'm not a good obsessive, not a good enough obsessive. But um, well, I, yeah, I think you should start thinking about that in moments of decision. I should. <laughs> would Aang send this angry email? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. Am I being too much of a firebender today? Maybe. <laughs> Does your wife say you're being a firebender today? No. You're, an asshole? <laughs> you're being a firebender today, Paul. Uh, Storm, if if one of your classic video games in in the correct era going to be made into a film, mm-hmm. which one should it be? Because most of those video games don't have a lot of plot, right? Most of them didn't. Um, the first one that's credited with having any sort of arc or story was uh, Jungle Hunt, <laughs> also known as Jungle King, um, which was basically just Tarzan. So to say that should be made into a movie is has been done. When, when I was a kid, I wished there was like a Pac-Man movie, and they created a cartoon, and it was horrible. Oh, yes. Horrible. Yeah. But I'm going to go with, and it sort of was a movie, um, but Dragon's Lair. Oh, wow. Yeah which I loved and was a great moment in my life when I beat that game. If anyone's unfamiliar with Dragon Slayer, it was done as a cartoon, essentially, on a laser disc. Yeah, Don Bluth, who was, he, he was a Disney animator and later um, on his own, so this, this Disney-quality animation. And the game really consisted of standing at the machine, watching this play out, and then every once in a while something would flash on the screen and you would try to knock the controller just the right time to not get killed. Right. Yeah, he was a quarter sucker, that one. I, I spent most of my bar mitzvah money <laughs> to solve Dragon's Lair. Uh, I want a movie about you playing <laughs> Dragon's Lair. I was Just... a hero. I was a hero when I beat it. Like, you remember the movie? Um... Did you beat it and then say, now I am a man? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Um, but I, I got a, uh, it, was, it was an ecstatic moment. Excellent. Yeah. Was it one of those like classic Hollywood? You were standing there, and there was a crowd forming there around was. behind you, and, and you know, like the tough kids that always beat me up. They were like, "Go, oh, man, go!" You know, it didn't matter. Were you in Brighton? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Montgomery Village, Maryland. Excellent. Excellent. So I want to check in with the audience. I want to see over the course of our little podcast who it, who is the most obsessed. So I want to check in with the audience. 
by applause, please applaud if you think Paul is more obsessed with Avatar. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. That's this what I runs deep. And then, just for fun, <laughs> <laughs> who thinks Storm <laughs> is more obsessed with classic video games? Excellent. You got some, you got some work to do. Paul. I do. Apparently, <laughs> okay. we're going to go into a sort of lightning quiz round where I have Ooh. theoretical, imaginary questions for you guys to see who is indeed the most upset. Uh, Paul, do you or would you wear Avatar underwear? Uh, who's to say I'm not wearing it as we speak? Ah. Are you, yeah, are you? Are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not this particular wow. pair. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will admit I probably would not wear underwear. Re- well, what would you? <laughs> I would wear a bra. I would, yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. thong. That's not underwear. I would wear an Avatar: The Last Airbender cape. Hmm. Okay. So why why not underwear? No, I was never. Know. I was never an underoos kind of kid. Yeah. I, my fandom stops at a certain point for me, no matter how much I enjoy a thing. And it, where it stops is clothing that actually touches my bathing suit area. Right. Do you, <laughs> do, do you need your obsession to be touching your genitals? Uh, no, no. That's why, why I like to ask. Unless this your obsession is a supermodel, <laughs> <laughs> or Brad Pitt, or what have you, or your own genitals. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Storm. Would you get a Pong tattoo? Uh, well, I would not get a tattoo at all. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Like, Okay, if there was a gun at your head. Exactly. Mm. If you had to get a tattoo of a classic video game, mm. what would you get and where would you put it? Uh, well, if I'm going for it, if I'm going for it, you know, I would go with uh, with the pole position crossed flags, checkered flags. Uh-huh. That was one of the, <laughs> uh-huh. the first video games that I truly mastered. <laughs> okay. And uh, right on the forehead. In the cross is like right before you go, right? Uh, well, you see it on the cabinet. Uh-huh. Uh, you do see it in the graphics. It's, it's a very racing thing to do. Yeah. Um, because you couldn't get a tattoo of like a race course. You could, but it just wouldn't scan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, Maybe a, you got it like all over, like around your back and then over the shoulder. You know what? If we're talking gun to my head and I have to get a tattoo, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I'm just putting, I'm just putting uh, one of those Japanese race courses all around my body. What? So somebody could pick up a car and drive yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> Only special people. Let's go Only racing special. on the storm track this week. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh my! I'm, I think you're gonna reach the finish line. I am enjoying in my mind the picture of the next Paul and Storm show <laughs> <laughs> with your racetrack tattoo and. Paul's cape of Avatar the Airbender. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Paul, would you punch someone over Avatar? Over a discussion mm. or debate of Avatar? I, I have never punched a person in my life. Wow. No, wait. I, no, I, I punched a kid in the head in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> over Avatar. But that was because From he zero had, to 100 he on that answer. kicked me in the back first. So yeah. I did not consider retaliatory. that. Yeah, yeah. retaliatory. Uh, I've never, I've never punched someone over a topic. Okay. Uh, but how about if they punch you while making fun of them? There we go. No, then I would take that much more glee in punching them in the side of the head. <laughs> uh, if I was a punching person, then yeah. yeah, I, I just might only, only if they, uh, they made a claim that I, I, uh, I disagreed with, like the Avatar movie was good. 
<laughs> then you might punch him. So when you when you punch this kid in the head, you punch him in the side of the head. I punched him in the like, sort of the temple side of the head area, and he f- went down like a like a bucket of rags. Yeah, <laughs> is that a, is that a thing? A bucket of rags? Sure. Is that a, he went is that down a like a root beer. Right? <laughs> he went down like a magically generated root beer flood. <laughs> were you aiming for the side of his head? I was just sort of punching. Yeah. I was literally you were just, just blind rage. Swinging. Like, oh my god, you. Kicked me in the back, and that hurt so much. Whap. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always fascinated in stories of sudden geek vengeance strikes because they don't usually land where they're supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> and they're usually much more vicious than you intend. <laughs> yeah. I, I was playing volleyball once, and it and it did one of the things where it hit the side. Of my hand it went flying way off into the distance, like so far, like out of the gym, and like you should have heard a, a cat scream. Like it was <laughs> way <laughs> in the distance. It's still flying <laughs> to this very day. And this kid was just like. Like, total like Nelson. And I just, I don't know why, I just turned around and lashed out with my foot. I don't know why with my foot. And I just perfectly connected with his gut. Oh, wow. And he just crumbled in pain and literally did the, why? <laughs> was I it, a, was it a mean kid who had, like, pestered you? Or was it just this one kid? He No, he was a little bit of a, a, a geek, too. But mm. he'd just been a real dick in volleyball all day. Mm. Like, I'm out here trying, man. Yeah. Come on. Kick you in the volleyball. Uh, so, Storm, this is a classic question okay. of the podcast, right. and it came up because a, a guest brought it up as a level of obsession indicator. Would you stop having sex to play a classic video game? Like in the middle? Well, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting question. So it could be the middle. You could be involved in romance with your wife. And just and a dude could come to the door and go like, I got you this arcade machine. That's right. So the UPS <laughs> right, so man knocks on the door, right. wheels in on a hand cart. <laughs> exactly. Right, I hear the Star voice. Wars game, yeah. plugs it in. Y- Yar's Revenge now. <laughs> uh, no, I would not. No, no, no. What about if you and your wife had scheduled some sex time? <laughs> sure. And, and then Yar's Revenge. And, and then the UPS guy comes By the, the way, door. that's what we call sex. Yar's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's I call horrible. It pitfall. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sometimes you hear a man's name at the end. <laughs> it involves jumping over scorpions. <laughs> Jungle hunt. <laughs> now let's just list names of arcade video games for fifteen minutes. Uh, so, if would you, would you cancel your plans, your sex plans, if you hadn't actually started the sex? No. <laughs> I'm not Excellent. that obsessed. No, this is this is great. This is the first time someone's had had the guts to just be like, "No, that's ridiculous." Of course they would. <laughs> Normally, people play along like, "Well, well what time is it?" <laughs> We're giving you nothing. Yeah. How many thrusts in? Nothing. Yeah, come on. Uh, okay, so same question for you, Paul. <laughs> uh, but uh, Avatar comes on the television. I would not interrupt the middle of sex. I might, <laughs> but if I was watching Avatar. Uh-huh. And it was one of those, well, I could go have sex now, or I could watch another Avatar and then go have sex. <laughs> I might be faced with a bit of a decision, actually. You might sneak in one I guess one that would be the question. I don't think I would ruin sex. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> cancel the prospect of sex to watch Avatar. But if it was just a matter of, say, delaying it some, yeah, I could see that happening, maybe. So you would delay sex... Avatar. 
I might, yeah. Okay. Given the proper set of circumstances. I mean, it'd be not a, like, like if my wife was standing there, arms folded, tapping her toe impatiently. A little I wouldn't be play. like, just one more episode, honey. Come on. It's Serpent's Pass. We got to see this one. It's your favorite. Uh, but if it was, yeah, if, if it was not going to horrifically put out the other party. <laughs> Excellent. And would you, this, cause this comes up, this is how people try to cheat this question. Would you multitask? <laughs> mm. Like if the television came on, would you try to continue to make love while also enjoying Avatar? Wow, that would be a real bad call. <laughs> I'm a jerk, but I don't know if I'm quite that big a jerk. Fair enough. Oh, people are learning so much about you. I know. You'd be a jerk after that. What about yeah. you, Storm? What? If, would you? Yeah. Would if you there was like a, a if there was game? a pong game at the head of your bed, like built into your headstand, <laughs> if it, maybe if it was sexy pong. <laughs> what is sexy pong? It's does pong, it, but it's sexy. Does it's it like, make a like a noise, a different noise when little, you hit it, like a, little, a sex noise? The little paddle <gasps> just sort of has some curves. <laughs> I love the idea that when the ball hits the paddle, it would just like moan. <laughs> well, there, there were. I, I remember being so disappointed. They had. <laughs> <laughs> there are no losers in that game. No, no losers. No. Or there are all losers. No. Yeah. You can you can write code for Sex Pong, right? Oh, sure. You can make Sex Pong. I did that when I was nine. Sex Pong was a great band. <laughs> sex Pong was we a great band. broke up too young. Yeah. yeah. Iggy Pop was in Sex Pong, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> Excellent. This is another classic question um, from the podcast. Would you play classic video games with Hitler? Yeah, I'd want to beat the crap out of him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You'd want to take him out at Pong? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Be like, you know, you, you, you really messed my people up pretty good. <laughs> but I'm taking you down in Pitfall. <laughs> Let me play a little Hitler Slayer. A combat, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, and Paul, would you watch Avatar The Last Airbender with M. Night Shyamalan? Mm. I absolutely would, because I would point out all the numerous things <laughs> that he managed to misinterpret, get mm. wrong, or just plain old fuck up. <laughs> so you would welcome that. I would you, welcome it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Storm, there is only one last arcade machine version of Dragon Slayer in the world. It's in a burning building. Mm. Would you run into the burning building to save Dragon Slayer? Hmm... I'm pretty heroic. <laughs> do you, does he have a handcart? Yeah, do yeah. I have to carry it by myself? <laughs> you have a handcart. This is a very handy scenario. You know what? I'm just, you have no sex plan for weeks. Right. <laughs> Your schedule's no open. Yeah, you've already ruined that because you interrupted sex with the pong. Uh, yeah. Is, is it on the first floor? <laughs> <laughs> is there a working elevator? <laughs> it's on the first floor. You're in the union. You've had lunch at the appropriate time. No, I've been trained in firefighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't, no, you haven't been trained no, in firefighting. No, no idea. Uh, but I can see it. I can see that it's in there. Yeah. Um, it's really I'm, sad. Um, sitting in there alone. Flames yeah. licking ever closer. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably try that. Um <laughs> Because it belongs it's the last in a museum. museum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fire is being fought nice. by okay. top men. A similar question for you, Paul. Okay. There's a burning building. Yeah. Again, there's there's always a burning. A lot building. of sex Hitler and burning buildings <laughs> in the world of this podcast. <laughs> so there's another burning building uh-huh. in the last copy of Avatar. Like it's been erased from any computer and it's on a physical disc. It's the last copy. Right. It's in a bur- burning building. So is Storm. 
Same burning building. <laughs> Holding on to that dragon slayer <laughs> yeah. machine. He's trapped underneath under the dragon slayer machine that is, he, has, he has accidentally dropped on t- on top of himself. Yeah. Summon you, root beer. You, yes. <laughs> to put out oh, the fire. You took, you took my answer. I was all set to say I would go in, grab the the, the Avatar DVDs or Blu-ray, excuse me. Blu-rays, better be on yes. Blu-rays. While I am summoning root beer to douse the fire in Storm's directions so that he can extricate himself. <laughs> That's the geekiest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> I have the Avatar Blu-rays. <laughs> I'm firing root beer. <laughs> rescue, rescue my friend my underneath the Dragon Slayer machine. <laughs> I really want to see somebody illustrate that now. Oh, excellent. Oh, uh, someone will. Oh, uh, yeah. I hope so. Probably Lar. Uh, <laughs> good old our good, Lar. Our good friend Lar. Uh, so this is um, for both of you. Could you work together to describe what a classic arcade video game of Avatar The Last Airbender would look like? Hmm. Uh, be 8-bit. Yeah, I think it would be a platformer, one of these that, you know, it scrolls horizontally. Yeah, and absolutely. And you jump up and down, uh, and you would be bending things along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some rods, bending rods. That's how it works, right? Yeah, it would be, it would be probably in the... <laughs> it would be a um, real rod bender. <laughs> It would de- it would definitely it would be in the the sort of the contra yeah size exactly side scroller yeah. dude running along shooting things except you're shooting air or water or whatever and maybe you maybe the different level you're a different bender each time you're one of the main characters oh or like uh, uh like rush and attack <laughs> where there are two dudes or bad dudes right right, right. Yeah. where one can be a a a an, an airbender yeah. or one can be a, a water bender. So that you know you can you can switch off. Excellent. And what what would the Easter egg be? Uh, um, a, a shot of name. a shot of storm trapped underneath the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're writing it. Excellent. No one would know what that is. <laughs> just be, <laughs> but except you have a really happy look on its on his face and just thumbs up. He's like, "Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm on fire." <laughs> Excellent. Uh, oh, and also the other Easter egg. Uh, this is this is something nobody ever. Did with a console game is it would you only if you knew about it it would secretly on the side the console itself would dispense root beer. Mm. Oh, like you could slide up a panel and like if a you little miniature mug of root beer. <laughs> well, no, you'd have to bring your own cup. Oh, I see. And you would uh, stick it on the side, but you would have to you'd have you'd have to do some particular you know like up left right right down down A B A B pattern. Nice, and then it would dispense a nice cold root beer frosty Aww. one. That That's you can lovely. drink while you play your last Airbender video game. <laughs> um, so, could you guys each do something to demonstrate your love? Can you th- sing the theme to Avatar The Last Airbender, for example? Well, it doesn't really have lyrics. There's just narration over most of the, uh, the, the opening song. Um, so yeah, just you can try to do the narration, and uh, it's not no, like you're going to get get points wrong. Just oh, God, make up I'm words. I'm such a bad obsessive. Um, oh my God, I'm there, such, there's I'm, there's no there's no music. There's music underneath, but it's not like lyric music. It's yeah. just sort of dramatic, oh, kind of you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you that's, well, you just did right now. That's what I was looking that for. You were looking for the all <laughs> in the hand gestures that the podcast audience can't see, but sort of like. <laughs> Like a bear, maybe cuddling yeah, his junk. Right. Oh, so it's like a guy hugging a dragon's lair machine, trying to lug it out of a fire. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, <clears throat> Storm, now that you've had some time to yeah. observe this torture, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I just fail. Bad. I was a hefty fail. You, you, you got your work cut out for you. 
Yeah, so a, uh, a thing to demonstrate my, my obsession. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there's a, a video game skill that I still have to this day that there's no other reason that a human would develop this skill. <laughs> You're going to do something scary with your thumbs, aren't you? Um, <laughs> with, with my middle finger, actually. <laughs> Hi-oh. There was a game I, I hated, but I played anyway because this one drugstore only ever had two games at a time, and they would switch them every four months. Mm-hmm. And it was easier to get to than the full arcade. So when I had an hour to kill, I'd go and play whatever was there. At the time, they only had this game. Um, they had Galaxian, which I uh, was really a, great at. A good game. A good game, but that I was, you know, it was old at that point. Right. And they had Track and Field. Oh, man, <laughs> don't you go slagging on Track and Field. Don't, I played a lot, but I hated it. <laughs> and um, to run, you had to very quickly press this button. Uh-huh. The faster you pressed it, in rhythm, it had to be very steady. Or your guy would just and fall and wouldn't go very fast. And the other guy would blast right past him. Yeah. So you had to be able to very quickly press this button. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I will demonstrate that. Okay. I can't do it without the right button, though. Oh, <laughs> to picture it. Picture the yeah. button. Yeah. See the button. Be the button, yeah. Storm. I have to yeah. be standing up. I have to actually you imagine. You have I'm to be 12 years old. <laughs> you I have my... to have a Slurpee in you already. And there's there, I have my quarters on the machine to demonstrate that I have the next eight games. Hey, wait. <laughs> let, right here. Let's, let's try this to, to give it a little. Uh, ready. Get set. <laughs> Wonderful. That was outstanding. Is that is that was that exactly the correct time that one would have to do that? I would have gotten my butt kicked right there. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're out of practice. Your, your middle finger is rusty, <laughs> yeah. and it's a little late. Um, so I'm I'm not in in my track and field game form. That that sort of button mashing, I imagine. Whenever I'm having a hard time just getting up in the morning, mm. I imagine that someone is playing the video game. And they, just, <laughs> they, just, they just can't match that button fast enough to get me all the way out. Wake up, Scrimshaw! <laughs> Wake up, Scrimshaw. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, so I have a few final questions for uh, Paul and Storm. These are not necessarily related to your obsession. These are just general questions. And then okay. we'll take one more vote to see if Paul has swayed you into uh, <laughs> believing. Oh, I didn't know I was <laughs> that he is more obsessed. People. Than Storm. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. Okay, so these are just kind of some just deep, thoughtful questions. Sure. Always end the podcast with them. Uh, Paul, what is your spirit meat? Uh, hot dogs. Nathan's bun length hot dogs. <laughs> no question. <Yeah. laughs> Whatever meat might be in that. Yeah. That's so, yeah, so, so the slurry that goes into Nathan's hot dogs is my spirit meat. But his, his bun length hot dogs. Yes, yes. Perfect, except no substitute. His. Jerky small hot dogs that no, don't reach no. the end of the bun. In fact, I will tell. I will get even more specific with you. Perhaps I should have said hot dogs were my obsession. Um, <laughs> the real trick on a hot dog in the summer, because you can grill them, is to spiral cut a hot dog. You mm. Stick it on a skewer, and you just sort of cut diagonally in a little spiral around. And then when you cook it, there is that much more surface area to caramelize. And add that much more flavor to your hot dog. You are a hot dog bender. I am a hot dog bender. <laughs> <laughs> they call amazing. me Sifu. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Storm, if you could pull your eyebrows off your head 
throw them. Yeah, you're saying like this is a thing I cannot do, but go ahead. Okay, yes. If you could, or if you can, uh, if you can pull your eyebrows off your head, throw them, and then in midair they turn into an animal, mm. what animal would your eyebrows turn into? An ocelot. <laughs> they would join together in midair yeah. and become one ocelot. You say that as if that, like, that's the part that's unbelievable, not the whole rip my eyebrows off my head, throw them, and they'd magically turn into an animal. That you'll go with. I mean, come on. I had pre-thought of that. <laughs> so in my mind, it would be like hawks. You would have something here. flying, according to you. Uh, that, when, when I picture it in, in the most beautiful way, that's what would happen. <laughs> okay. America, you know, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> throw it, <laughs> raccoon, plop. <laughs> but the, the idea of throwing them, they come together and it's like, ocelot. <laughs> Fine, a flying ocelot. <laughs> One flying ocelot. Excellent. Uh, in the, this is the final question for everyone on the podcast. Paul, what is happiness? Happiness, I will tell you exactly what happiness is. <laughs> You can all take this home and use it. Happiness is a Saturday morning at 9.35 when you have had a reasonable night's sleep and do not have to get up to do squat for the next four hours. So it is waking up at about 9.35 on a Saturday, reaching up behind your head or next to you or wherever you keep your remote is, and turning on the television and not budging for the next three and a half hours. That is a very compelling answer. And, and, but at the same time, not avoiding anything else for that. Just having that leisure time right. to do nothing but vegetate. And it's Saturday, so it's not the end of the weekend. You're, in, you're right in the heart of the weekend. So you're, you, you don't have that little leftover bit of, oh, God, I got to go to work soon. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's that degree of leisure. That is a beautiful answer. Thank you. Uh, Storm, what is happiness? Happiness is the moment when after your car has broken down in the snow five miles from home and you have trudged through, you were not expecting it to snow as much as it did. Nor were you expecting your car to break down. (laughs) Neither of these things were you expecting. And you trudge and you trudge and you are cold to the bone and... You imagine that death would be nice, and you approach, you turn the corner, because it's still snowing, and you see the glow from your home, and and the moment you know that you are going to reach it, and that uh, inside are the the people that you love, and uh, and the life that you have made. And your house is not on fire, right? That it might be. It's the moment when you discover it. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful answer. Those are both lovely answers. Um, so we're going to wrap up uh, by getting an assessment on on the gentleman's level of obsession. So <laughs> please applaud if you feel Storm is more obsessed with video games, with classic video games. And please applaud if you feel Paul is more obsessed with hot dogs. At least one pity. Come on. There it is. Yay. A pity clap. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.